0: This is your host, Peyton, with Girls Gone Right. If you want to follow along with the video format, be sure to check us out on YouTube and hit subscribe. Let's discuss. Hey, it's Megan from Girls Gone Right. And this is Peyton. And we are about to stir the pot, guys. Oh, are we? Oh, boy, this is
1: an unpopular opinion. And uh, we have them.
0: (laughs) A real hot take about to happen where we may have bad blood. And we may have some, a particular fan base coming
1: for us after this video. But rest assured, this is not a hate video. This is merely a um, factual, uh, factually based. And based is the main word of that phrase. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift. Let's just get to it. Swifties, Be nice, please. Don't hate us. Don't hate us. Also,
0: Taylor Swift, if you're watching this, this is (laughs) purely just bringing awareness to things that we've noticed with the Swift movement.
1: Yes, the Swifties, the Eras movement. I I think it's more of the Eras movement. Yes. That has gotten a little out of control.
0: Something. Yeah,
1: really sparked something. Insane. So... We are gonna be talking about Taylor Swift and her just career in general, how she got started. Um, I will go ahead and tell you off the bat, I do not like Taylor Swift, I never have. Ah!
0: Wild. Okay, so Megan is not a Swifty or just like not even a Taylor Swift fan. I, on the other hand, I do love Taylor Swift. I love her music. I think she's extremely talented. I, when her light, her last album came out, I listened to it on repeat. I will go through her albums and just be hooked on something and listen to it all the time. And yeah. I play her Spotify station just in the background while I'm working. So I do like Taylor Swift and I really appreciate her talents. Yeah. So I will say that, but there are some things that I really don't like and I can separate what I like musically and what I like in my culture.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that we all need to do is, is be able to separate, um, including the entertainer themselves, Mm -hmm. separate the entertainment from your personal beliefs, your political beliefs and all that. What I will say is even though I do not like Taylor Swift, I can respect uh, the music that she's put out and her success that has come from that It takes a lot of hard work and dedication to win the type of accolades that she has won and to be recognized in the way that she has. So I I do commend her and give her kudos for that. I just have never liked her voice, and I don't particularly like her music. So we all have our tastes.
0: (laughs) There's that. (laughs) (laughs) Come for me. (laughs) okay? They will. They are. Our comment section is going to be blowing up after this. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) So let's dive right in, shall we? So Peyton did the um, the hard part of the homework, which was watch the documentary, which I, I think this I would actually able to sit
0: through it. <laughs> this is like my second time watching the documentary. I think I watched it when it came out way back when. Yeah. On Netflix. I remember, I remember seeing it when it came out and- it's like, nope, I have zero interest in watching that. I think it's fascinating to, you know, it's not always behind the scenes. It's the produced behind the scenes. Yeah. It's not the raw and real. It's all produced. Yeah. But it is interesting to kind of get a glimpse of what it's like. And you do see that she works her ass off and she hustles. Yeah. And there's a lot of good things to it.
1: You don't get to that level of success without yeah. hustling and working working your ass off. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen. Um, there are some rumors that her parents kind of financially backed her at the beginning of her career. There's, there's no evidence to prove that, um, unless you're just in the know from the music industry, then you just have that confidence and word of mouth, um, which I have that, (laughs) but I'm not going to speak on things that don't have factual evidence behind them, um, but she's, she's my age. We're the same age. We are born in the same year, 1989. She's 33. She's won 12 Grammys. Like I said, you don't get to that level of success without busting your ass. So good job, girl. Yeah.
0: She's definitely got some grit. Mm-hmm. And that's something that can be appreciated. But before we go into like the total destroy Taylor <laughs> Swifties or Taylor Swift and destroy the Swifties, let's just shed some light on some good things. Yeah. Favorite old Taylor Swift song? Did you listen to old Taylor Swift?
1: Um, like I said, there are some stuff I can respect for. Her. my. If I'm going to listen to any album that she put out, it's going to be 1989 just because it was just hit after hit after hit. What's your favorite song from
0: 1989?
1: Um, my favorite song from 1989 is Out of the
0: Woods. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Yeah. My favorite old Swift was way back when, like her first album, Love, Tim McGraw. That yeah. is just something that I can play now. And How old were you it? when that song came out? Oh, gosh. I was in elementary school. Let's see. When did that song come out? 2005, I want to say. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I That might be right that
1: it's— 2006. You're, okay, 2006. you're close. Okay, 2006. So, to me, that song was a little bit too childish, even though we were the same age. Yeah. I was 16, so—
0: I love it. I think it was very innocent. It was the innocent Taylor Swift, the sweetheart country musician. Yeah. And I really liked that. And I love Back to December as well. Like that was just.
1: That's my favorite. If we're going to do an old one. Yeah. The old
0: OG Taylor Swift. And then she had a very big transition. And so my new favorite Taylor Swift song is Daylight or All Too Well. And it has to be the 10 minute version. I've never listened to that. Before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like it because she also put out a like a mini movie with it and produced oh, it herself. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a film, a short film. Yeah, like yeah. a short film, and it was so well produced. And Taylor Swift is now trying to dabble into production and she wants to be a director and she wants to do movies and things like that. I think she's talked about this briefly and shared that she wanted to do this. So that's why she's doing her own short films for her music videos. Yeah. And she's very talented. She has the eye for it. She's very artistic. And so when you put her music that feels like it's telling a story with a short film, it just enhances it and makes it so much better. So I loved that. It made me love it even more. So no shame over here. I actually do appreciate that. And there are some things to, to like about her. Like we said, she... Is a hard worker. She freaking hustles. She has grit. Yeah, I think that's incredible. Obviously, she, like you said, she doesn't get to that heightened success without that hard work. And she writes her own songs. She helps produce. She directs the music videos. She truly is just creative. She is full of creative ideas.
1: Yeah. The the one thing I will say that I I did feel really bad for her when. Um, wasn't it Scooter, What's-His-Face, but Justin Bieber's manager or whatever, like, bought out her song catalog from Big Machine Records. Yeah. And so she didn't own her music anymore, which, as a songwriter, that is very devastating. Um, Same thing kind of happened to the Beatles with Michael Jackson. He bought all of their songs, and then they had to buy them back. So when you don't own your, your... property, your craft, the thing that you've worked so hard your entire life for, it's just bought out from under you. Um, it, it, On the outside, looking in on that, I, I would have been so devastated. And the fact that she turned around and, and re-recorded everything and released it on her own terms, I think was great. I still don't necessarily like it. Uh, it's not my yeah. cup of tea, but I like that was pretty badass of her to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the VMAs when Kanye ruined her speech? I was watching that live when it happened. No way. Yeah. I, that was the same VMAs with the Lady Gaga paparazzi yeah. performance. So when that
0: happened, were you also like, that's so messed up?
1: I Honestly, I was just in shock because I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. And then he said what he said and I, I did feel bad for her. So I was like, "That's that was her first VMA, I believe. Because um, she, I think she won like Best female yes. music video. And she was up against single ladies, which for being fair, <laughs> the single ladies music video is a little bit more iconic than the one that Taylor Swift won for. However, a winner is a winner. And she won. And I felt I felt bad for her. And I I did um like when Beyoncé let her have her moment at yeah. the end of the the end of the show, so that was
0: nice. But yeah, I was like, what is he doing? Yeah, (laughs) especially, you know, she was a newer artist then, too. Like, she obviously wasn't the newest artist, but she was new. She's new in this industry on stage with all these people that have been in Hollywood Mm -hmm. for so long
1: that that is kind of- You could tell on her face. She just just had no idea what to do, but I think that she did handle herself with grace. She just kind of sat back and was like, this is happening to me on live television in front of millions of people. I'm not going to freak out. I'm just going to sit here and deal with it later. Yeah. So at her age at that time, wow, for her to stay that calm and not freaking break down in tears. Yeah. I'm sure she did behind
0: the scenes, but yeah. She handled it really well. Yeah, she did. The documentary basically timelines her success, her hard work to get there, Mm -hmm. and really just... Is the explanation of her song The Man that mm. she explains if she was a man, she would be, she would have gotten to her success a lot quicker. So it kind of demonstrates this whole toxic feminine mo- feminist movement. I do not agree with that at yes. all. And that's, you know, uh, that's what the document or the documentary <laughs> presents itself as, and saying that she's a woman and she worked so hard to get there, and she faced so much adversity because she's a woman. <laughs>
1: You okay. know, the whole
0: feminist <laughs> movement, that's what they package and sell to their their audience. But something that I heard in this documentary, which really stuck out to me because it was a red pill moment. It was mm. obvious. It is conservative. Mm-hmm. And she said that she didn't have a partner to climb this journey with, that she really wishes she had someone to call after she won an award mm. or did something big to share her success with. And- she is 33, she's single, she has a cat. <laughs> she Red is, flag. <laughs> she, red, she is a walking red flag and she knows deep down that it feels wrong. You know what I mean? To be at this age, to have the success. What is success if you have no one to share it with? She's single and she is feeling like she wants to be able to share this life with someone. What is that saying? That success means nothing. Success doesn't fill that gap need for purpose. Success doesn't fill that need for building yeah. a family. Yeah. So that was just a very red pill thing that she said. And then they go on and talk about, oh, well, she's extremely successful and all this feminist feminist bullcrap. But they opened with that in like the first 20 minutes and that was just really interesting because conservative, yeah. Well, most feminists that
1: are to that extreme and to that level, oh, Probably very lonely.
0: Yeah. And probably are not married. She's obviously lonely because she has a cat. Yeah, um, red flag. <laughs> Big red flag. Big red flag. It but, bothers me that she has a cat. First of all, when do you have time for to take care of an animal? Well, she can't have a dog. Yeah, well, so she gets a cat. Cats are self, they take care of themselves. Well, obviously, this woman is so lonely that she's extremely successful. She is one of the most incredible artists ever. And she gets a cap because she's so lonely and can't keep a man.
1: Here's, here's where I am a little confused at her, her preaching about success and femininity and all that. Back in, in the middle of her career, I'll say, is when she started surrounding herself with other celebrities— and I don't know if it was to make her seem cool. I don't know if it was for self validation. Like, I'm friends with all these celebrities, like Selena Gomez and Haley Williams of Paramore. It was like yeah. such an eclectic group of women. Like, you had some pop singers, you had models, you had uh, Haley Williams, who's more of the punk rock princess. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. What are you trying to prove here? You're, Hollywood. You're cool enough to be friends with these people. Like, I don't care that you're friends with these people. You're just another celebrity. I, I don't care. And speaking of celebrities, why is she a serial celebrity dater? Yeah, let's get into why the, can't she the keep a man? Drama. Why cannot she here's the common denominator of all the men that she's about, that we're about to go through. She's the common denominator,
0: and she cannot make a relationship last. Why? She, she says. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Clearly. She knows. Now we know. Clearly. It's a full circle moment.
1: So there's a timeline of boyfriends, and we'll just kind of rapid fire these. The first three boyfriends that she had, I think, were all from like her high school and kind of after the fact. So, like, Picture to Burn was written after her first boyfriend, Jordan Alford. Teardrops Tear- on My Guitar, about another boyfriend that she dated. Uh, Drew Hardwick and then Should Have Said No was about this guy named Sam Armstrong who cheated on her But then we get to the celebrities. So, July of 2008 to October th- 2008 she dated Joe Jonas. Um, he broke up with her on a 27 second phone call. <laughs> um, Forever and Always and Last Kiss were inspired by Joe Jonas. Taylor Lautner August 2009 to November 2009. Back to December. Yep, back to December. They met on the the set of the film Valentine's Day. So right after Taylor Lautner, she starts dating John Mayer. Same month, broke up with Taylor Lautner in uh, November two thousand nine. Immediately starts dating John Mayer in okay, November. But what a W!
0: I will but say he's
1: also like ten plus years older than her.
0: Yeah. So it's more frowned upon on his end for dating someone so young, but for her, that's a W. Yeah. So apparently
1: they dated from November 2009 to February 2010, and the reason of their breakup was never confirmed, Um, but Dear John, I guess, was about him. Sure, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, which was so weird to me. I don't know that one. Um, October 2010. So it's like she either goes back to back in these relationships or she waits like six months.
0: So I don't know it what's Depends going how it. bad the breakup yeah. was.
1: So she dated Jake Gyllenhaal October 2010 to December 2010. She
0: has a seamless
1: roster. Broke up due to Jake not feeling it anymore and the intense media surrounding her
0: um all too well is about him. Connor Kennedy. This one's interesting. I'm pretty sure she bought a house maybe in I Rhode rem- Island. I remember this. I do remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fascinating.
1: So she dated him July twenty twelve to October twenty twelve. So a little longer of a relationship.
0: Well wait, she dated him in that short time span and, they and bought, just a, bought house. a house. Yeah. That's so wild.
1: I think she's an all in kind of girl. An all in for every single guy. Yeah. Like all in. Like uh, she probably says, I love you after three dates. <laughs> she's that girl. She's a stage five clinger. <laughs> um, they broke up due to long distance issues after her mother's, uh, his mother's death, not her mother, his mother. Um, Harry Styles. Oh, remember this one. Uh, December 2012 to January 2013, a very short lived relationship, but she made it very public on the VMAs when she went. We are never getting back together during her performance. Um, They broke up due to a heated argument when they were taking a vacation at the Caribbean, which prompted her to leave the island early in favor to go to the U.S. Ooh, sounds so dramatic.
0: Whoa, she dated Calvin Harris? I didn't know that. I'm not shocked. I don't think I'd be shocked by any of these names on the list. I did
1: not know that she dated Calvin Harris. March 2015 to June 2016. Okay, so she took a break from guys for at least two years. Okay.
0: Wow. That's interesting. That
1: is very interesting. That we know of. She yeah, that we know. Yeah. She could have just
0: also been dating a nobody. Yeah.
1: So they broke up due to numerous factors, but most of it comes down to the song This Is What You Came For, which is which she wrote under the pseudonym Nils Schilberg. No idea. <laughs> no. She wrote it that way uh, due to her not wanting the relationship to overshadow the song. However, Calvin wanted her role minimized to keep it as much as a secret as possible. Obviously,
0: it was a secret because I had no idea that they dated. Yeah. Um, that w- may have been the one relationship she kept under wraps more so than the other ones.
1: Yeah. Then this is, he. by the way, I'm getting this from taylorswift.fandom.com. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, link will be in the description. (laughs) Later, he went on Twitter to rant about it, and then he changed his public opinion, but whatever. I don't know what that means. Changed your public opinion about your breakup? Sure. Tom Hiddleston. I love him. He's low-key. June 2016 to September 2016. He's also much older than us, so it's just she likes the older man. Uh breakup commonly thought to be due to the pressure of the limelight, which with intense media scrutiny. Common
0: denominator also, a lot of the problems in her relationship yeah. is she the ma- fame.
1: She makes everything so public. Yeah. Um, she wrote the song "Getaway Car. Love that one though. Which alludes to her feeling horrible about getting in the relationship with him so quickly. Uh, and so she ran away. Joe Alwyn. I don't
0: know who that is. So this is... He's famous in the UK. I believe he was a famous artist there. Okay. And this is her longest relationship. They just— Oh, wow. They broke up on the Eras tour. So this is very recent.
1: Okay. So again, she went back to back. They did what, for six years? She went back to back. So she dated Tom Hiddleston until September 2016. Mm. And then she started dating this
0: guy the same month. But she honestly dated him for so long. She did. She dated him for uh, seven years. Almost seven years. And I will give Taylor Swift credit because she was on the Aeros tour while they broke up and like went through all Oof. of this and it was public. And to be honest, that's that's gotta be hard when you date someone for that long and you have to not only go through a breakup mm-hmm. in the public eye, but you're on your biggest tour ever. That's gotta be really hard to be able to pick yourself up and go give a hell of a performance.
1: This next one and is the last one and the most recent one is the most strangest one to me. Yeah. Maddie Healy from the 1975. I mean, I have a crush on him because he's... That was a very short relationship. I mean, it didn't even last a month. Yeah. But to me, I feel like that started just because of the hype around them mm-hmm. that was probably pressure coming from both fan bases to be honest yeah um it was the collab <laughs> get the collab so she she played the city which is a 1975 song acoustic at her show and then they saw it and they got excited and so they invited her to come play a song on their tour i think it was at the o2 arena in england and then all of a sudden they started dating i'm like Oh, so you hang out a couple times and then you're like, boyfriend girl, oh, okay, I am on care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. So to me, this is where I kind of lost my respect for her in a sense because she's her fan base when she started was little girls, it was young girls. Um, and she was living this example of dating. After guy, guy, after guy, after guy, after guy, after guy. And what message is that sending to little girls? Yeah. I mean, yes, it's it's important to go through breakups. It's, it's okay to go through um, different relationships to see what kind of person that you want to be with. That's fine. But when you're in such a public sphere, in a public uh, limelight, as they just said— you need to be a little more careful in the example that you set.
0: So I don't think what she's doing is necessarily wrong about dating all these guys. What I think is wrong is making everything public. And I would assume it's probably very hard to keep things private when you're such a public person. So I don't know what that's like, but I would imagine trying to keep any type of secret, especially while going out on dates, is probably very hard with paparazzi following you. So I would imagine that's just kind of something that comes with being a sought out celebrity that paparazzi just follows around all day. Yeah. But I think maybe she... I don't know how, but I just think the wrong thing about it is it's so publicized. If you're dating someone for a month, don't post about it. It yeah. kind of just if I you, we all know what I'm talking about, but there are girls on Instagram that have a new boyfriend every month <laughs> and they post about him. That like, I love him so much. And I'm like, what? You just had a different one last month. Yeah, that's that's like what this is. And not to say I go on dates with people, but I don't post about it. Yeah, and I think that's the difference is. Post about, if you're really serious with someone, sure, share it with people. But I think because of this place that she's in and how famous she is, it's just av- everything has to be public. And I don't think she's yeah. trying to make everything public because she doesn't post it about any guys. It just comes with the status. She, she's not the one that posts about any guys unless they're like seriously it's dating. It's paparazzi doing
1: it. I guess the, the example that I was mentioning is, to me, obviously breakups and relationships make for good songwriting, clearly she's written a shitload of songs about it but if i'm if i'm a 12-year-old girl who's idolizing taylor swift and i'm seeing her dating all these celebrity yeah. guys that are very attractive and like i think are cute and heartthrobs as a 12-year-old and then she writes a hit song i'm going well, I want to go out and date a bunch of guys so that I can break up with them and then I can write a song. Yeah, and then I feel empowered because I just went on a bender of dating all these guys. So it's like creating this like toxic- uh, It is toxic. ...culture of dating and then break up, write song. Date, break up, write song. Date, break up, write song just so that you can make a career out of it. I'm not saying that's what she's doing. I'm just saying that would be an example uh,
0: that she could be setting for young girls. Yeah. Yeah. I think- especially when you hold such power, people are influenced by your lifestyle and your morals and values. And she, guys, she's 33 and single. She dated someone for six years. I'm sorry, why are you not married to someone that you've been dating this long? Why are you still dating someone if you don't Mm. think that you're gonna marry them? That's just poor dating skills. Yeah. If you're dating someone for like a year, you should just know if you wanna marry them. Yeah. And if you're not gonna do that, I don't understand the point of being with someone for six years. That's that's crazy to me. So it's setting this example that you can be 33 single and have a cat and you can have it all because she's famous. She's very talented. She's extremely wealthy. You can have it all, except on the inside, everyone knows that she feels so lonely. Yeah. And she even says it herself that she wishes she had someone to share it with. Yeah.
1: And like you do... You do feel bad for her. Like, even though I don't necessarily like her, like, I still feel bad for her. I mean, it's gotta be hard being that that level of success,
0: not being able to keep a relationship together probably because of the level of success that she's yeah, at. As, as the breakup said, like, the reason why she it didn't work out is because of the limelight. Yeah. And I would imagine you. it's very hard to have a private life unless, unless you really don't leave your house. And I think, actually, that, that gap that she took while dating— She literally said that she was so tired of the paparazzi everywhere that she like had a house out in California. She was inside all summer and just wrote songs. Mm. And I think she was seeing someone, but it was all private. Like they they only dated like in private places, like going in the house and things like that and going on very private vacations. Because if you go anywhere in public, you just can't get, it, get a picture taken in. together. Yeah. So I don't know if it's necessarily that she's a serial dater. Obviously she's dated a lot of people, but maybe she just goes on a few dates with these guys and paparazzi gets all the pictures. True. So maybe Took a way to look at it. Because what other celebrity are they doing this with? They have attacked her for this specific reason. And anytime yeah. she's with a guy, it's captured.
1: Yeah, true. I haven't thought about that. So Good point.
0: I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no. I do think that she's nope. a, a serial dater a little bit, but you also have to speculate. She just does has no private life. And there are girls out there that go on a lot of dates with guys. Like they will- And
1: they choose to make it public. They yeah. choose to publicize some it. some people
0: like- Like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, some people <laughs> make it public. Some people, some people in my friend's group just go out with a few guys to just- Test the waters. Test the waters, yeah. get out in the dating world. Yeah. And that doesn't mean it's wrong, but it's also different because they have a private life and it's not like it's all publicized, like, oh, I'm dating this many guys. Yeah.
1: Well, even if she tries that hard to make something like her personal life yeah. and her dating life as private as she can manage to keep it, there is one thing that she can absolutely keep to herself, and that is her political views.
0: Yeah. Mm. This is something that has I don't not even turned me off to her music because I still do like her music and I appreciate it. but it's made me not like her as a person. Yes, yeah.
1: So she is an open Democrat. I'm, I'm vote a Democratic voter. I'll say that. She is a liberal. she's a feminist. She is an advocate to the LGBTQIA plus alphabet soup. Um, so in 2018, she endorsed the Democratic opponent to Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn, which was Phil Bredesen, which is what really kickstarted her mouth in the political sphere. Um, there was a bunch of really good information on an article that Billboard wrote in 2020. Um, She said, in the past, I've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions, but due to several events in my life and in the world in the past two years, I feel very differently about that. Now, I believe in the fight for LGBTQ rights and that any form of discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender is wrong. Well, first of all, discrimination against anyone is illegal.
0: (laughs) And this is so funny coming from a white, woman, that is straight, that is the most successful woman ever. And that's funny because the next sentence says, I believe that the systematic
1: racism we still see in this country towards people of color is terrifying, sickening, and prevalent,
0: says the white straight female. Says the whitest woman in America. Um, Talking about diversity, guys. Incredible.
1: Incredible. It's rich. The richness of it is great. and then I thought this was funny. In the article written by Bill Ward, they said white supremacists responded feeling betrayed telling Swift to stick to music. Yeah. Do you think that they that. were really white supremacists or were they just conservative Republican voters? Well, that's, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same guys. It's all the same to them, but we mustn't judge.
0: We must be equal. We must have the Equality Act, right? If I can get an interview with Taylor Swift Literally, me, Taylor Swift. It's me saying, "Please tell us about your struggles that you overcame in your adversity in America." To literally a priv- the most privileged woman ever. Yeah, and she would be like, oh, "I'm a victim. Like, I'm a woman. Oh, I'm such a victim as I sell out so many concerts in my Eras tour, and people are dying to see me. I'm a victim." Jesus Christ,
1: Lord have mercy. Um, in August twenty third, twenty twenty. She says, Trump's presidency is an autocracy. And she also says she's pro-choice. So she went off about politics, saying that uh, the presidency under Trump was an autocracy, then said, we're a democracy, at least we're supposed to be, where you're allowed to disagree, dissent, and debate. Really now? (laughs) Okay. Please, (laughs) tell us more about politics, Taylor Swift. Really? Really? Because anytime anybody has an opinion other than the one that you support and agree with, you're bigots. You're bigots, you're white supremacists, you're Nazis, you're fascists, you're uh, threatening democracy. Well, what's democracy to you, honey? Because
0: that's not it. That's not it. So the thing is, here's the problem. She is one of the most I guess one of the most powerful people. She influences millions of people. Yes. Everyone is listening to her. Mm -hmm. She could say anything. And just because people are fans, they want to be similar. And that is the problem when people like that voice their opinions on politics because she is a musician, not a politician. And Just like you wouldn't want to go to a Trump rally and see Trump tap dance, I don't want to go to a Taylor Swift concert and have her talk about Pride Month. Although I would pay money to see Trump
1: tap dance. Although that would be fantastic.
0: (laughs) Your people are paying thousands of dollars and doing outlandish things to sit in that seat to watch her sing and- then she's going to dedicate a concert to Pride Month and go off on how the world is not fair. And she's a victim and everyone's a victim. Yeah, it's easy.
1: She's using the platform wrong. It's easy to sit up there on your soapbox and preach to people uh On your about, million dollar soapbox. Yeah, and you're- in your custom-made Louboutin shoes for your era's tour. Oh yeah, I read that. All of her shoes on this tour are made by Christian Louboutin. Red bottom shoes everywhere on the tour. It's easy for you to sit up there and preach this stuff when you've got it made. Like- you're telling kids that life is hard. Like Your life is hard. Your life is gonna be harder if you don't vote this way, if you don't fight for this. Like, that's easy for you to say because you get to go home to your lavish yeah. penthouse or your lavish home that's built just for you and your
0: cat. <laughs> and here's the thing, guys. She voted for Biden. She told everyone else to vote for Biden. And guess who is not affected by inflation? Taylor Swift. Yep, guess who's in the top 1%? Yeah, Taylor freaking Swift. It doesn't matter if there's a terrible president in office because she is not affected by Maybe the economy. Not in the slightest. You guys are still paying thousands of dollars to go see her perform. Yeah. And she's making that money. She's not affected by the recession. Taylor Swift is not in a recession. We are. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the the problem is, and just to kind of harp on what you were saying is when entertainers think that they have, a, they're some sort of politician, they think that overnight they've just become some politician. And I understand you're human. And when you see things that you don't agree with, it it feels um, probably like a pressure cooker yeah. inside. You have all these things that you want to say, but you know that it's it's not your place to say it. And you're right. It's not your place to say it. Especially when you have a voice and a platform as big as you do to influence millions of people uh, and little girls and, and young fans that look up to you. And you're saying, Your life is going to be so much harder if you vote for Donald Trump. So that's why you need to vote for Joe Biden so that your gay friends can live in a community where they feel welcome. I'm sorry.
0: I have gay friends. So I I treat them with respect. This is why I don't think it's okay for Taylor Swift or entertainers to use their platforms to speak on politics. And it's because it's their work. Just like I wouldn't go into my workplace and preach my political views, I wouldn't expect them to do it at work. So when Taylor Swift gets on stage and preaches her political beliefs, that's your workplace. That is your work. Yeah. And that you should not be speaking about politics and your personal beliefs at work to customers. Yeah. And those are customers. Just like if I worked at a call center, I'm like, "Hi, thanks for calling. Blah blah blah. This is how I feel about Trump." And yeah, you wouldn't do that at work. So why is she preaching her political beliefs to her customers? Well, what what bothers me audience. the most is like if the you're people re- paying to be there. If yeah, it's a customer, waste it's a transaction.
1: But if you're if you're going to speak on stuff that. You don't necessarily have any business speaking about. Why is it always identity politics? Like, if you really wanted to educate your fan base and the, your supporters and the people that are buying your product, why not teach them, you know, uh, things about the economy, <laughs> things about foreign affairs? Like, she doesn't know about the economy. Things <laughs> that actually affect exactly. <laughs> Things that she actually affect the average American, not identity politics. Like, I understand you've got feelings and your feelings are strong.
0: Taylor Swift said, oh, what recession?
1: Yeah, what recession? But It's like, if anything, why don't you just learn more about what's actually important and how yeah. to survive as an American? So, a celebrity that does— view about that.
0: Yeah. So A celebrity that does politics— Right, And it's not someone that I agree with her stance, but Emma Watson is very educated and she's now an activist. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's something that I actually respect because she knows what she's talking about. She's not just gaslighting everyone and spewing what she thinks. It's actually... She has some depth to it mm-hmm. and she does research. So she's actually very educated on these subjects. So I think, sure, that's fine. If you're actually going to be well-informed and speak on it in a different light, like she's not she re- doing this at she book removed signing. Or herself. I guess like, what do you call it? Red carpets. She's not doing this at red yeah. carpets. She's actually going to political events and speaking about it. So that's but, fine. And she also removed
1: herself from the entertainment Sphere. Yeah. She removed herself from acting so now to focus solely on this. So, yes, she had a career in this, but she she's given that up and now she's focusing on this. Yeah. She's not using uh, her, fan, her base. fan base, her status as being Hermione Granger and Harry Potter to promote all this crap. Yeah. You know? She, she, she removed herself from that so that she could focus on one thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... Aside from politics, there are some other really toxic things about Taylor Swift and it is her fan base. It is called the Halo Effect and it is extremely toxic because if you worship anything more than you worship God, Mm -hmm. it is evil. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing this with Swifties. It has gone way too far and it's extremely toxic. It's not just Taylor Swift, but if you worship anyone that much and you're falling to the altar of a celebrity, yeah, it's insanity. It's yeah. very unhealthy. And her fans are just absolutely obsessed with her. People are wearing diapers to the Eras tour. They're spending thousands of dollars on tickets. They're going into debt. They're doing insane things to get tickets just to breathe the same air as Taylor Swift. And on that note, people are literally selling air from the Eras Tour. Bags, Ziploc bags of air for $5,000. They're also selling confetti from the Eras Tour. If you look online, you can buy garbage from the Eras Tour just because it it was in the same air as Taylor Swift. This is cult-like behavior.
1: Yep. I mean, they might as well bring a sacrificial lamb to the concert.
0: It is a cult. It has gone too far and <sighs> it's not just Taylor Swift. This is just a really good example, but it's if any celebrity is being worshipped like this, it's gone too far. It's very toxic.
1: I mean, I was I used to be a very intense little monster. Pause up <laughs> for Lady Gaga. Um, but then I grew up. <laughs> and I grew up and Yeah, I was like, it's not all about that, but I never got to that point. But um we were having a discussion before we started this about Beatles, the Beatles syndrome, and like When the Beatles first came out, it was such a, the Beatles phenomenon is a real thing. There was no music like theirs. There was nothing like them. And when they came to the States, girls had never seen, never heard anything like the Beatles. Whether they liked the Beatles or not, they had a phenomenon and they changed pop culture forever. But when they came here, girls were losing their minds, crying, throwing themselves on cars just to be near them, stalking them. Taylor Swift has been out for a long time, so I don't understand why we're still on this, like, uh, collecting tissues that she may have blown her nose in and selling them on eBay for millions of dollars. Like, this is insane. If, If you are one of these people Please get help. Like it's not healthy. It's it's what is healthy is to have a natural obsession with something that you like a lot. Worshiping something is very different. An obsession is different from worship. The only thing that you need to be worshiping is Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior. That's it. Yes. Or whatever God that you believe in. Like worshiping a celebrity, not okay.
0: Not okay. Red yeah. flag. Big red flag. <laughs> So hopefully we did not burn any bridges no. with our Swifties. <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs> hopefully we don't have that bad blood with you guys. <laughs> but this is truly just the facts. We want to bring awareness to this. Yeah. And listen, I still like Taylor Swift's music, but I don't like her politics. And I don't like the Swifties that are so freaking obsessed with her and worship her. It's insanity. It is Insane, And I think it's, I look at that and I cringe. I'm like, ew, why is someone doing all of this?
1: It's not cute.
0: No, I I don't understand. Like you do (laughs) realize you are crazed and watching someone's every move and it's just, it's crazy. So if that is you, seek help. Please. (laughs) please. Well guys, that was another segment for
1: our pop culture segment. We hope that you enjoyed it. Leave some comments, like us on this video, go subscribe to our channel, follow us on Instagram at girls gone right. Uh,
0: and we'll see you on the next one. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to girls gone right. Be sure to check us out on YouTube to watch the video format and check us out on Instagram at girls gone right.